Hey friends, my name is Christine Chapel, and you're listening to the Hope and Help podcast from the Institute for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship, where we host biblical conversations about life's challenging problems. In this episode, I chat with Dr. Vanessa Allen about the topic of autoimmune disorders. For more help on today's topic, visit ibcd.org forward slash hope and help where you can access notes from today's episode and browse related resources from our digital library. Before we get started, let me introduce you to our guest. Dr. Vanessa Ellen is the president of Real Life Women's Ministry, LLC, vice president of Expository Counseling Training Center, and director of women's ministry at Community of Faith Bible Church. Additionally, Dr. Ellen previously served as chair and professor of the Women's Ministry Department at a well-known Bible college in Houston, Texas. She has also served as a blogger for many different Christian organizations. Hey there, Vanessa. Thank you so much for joining me for the podcast today. I'm so excited to speak with you. Hey, Christine. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I have been looking forward to this conversation and hearing a little bit about your story. You know, oftentimes I will interview those who have written a resource on the topic we're discussing. Um, but for this conversation, I know that you have spoken a lot on the topic of chronic illness, terminal illness, and things of that nature. So today we're talking specifically about autoimmune disorders and how okay. the gospel of Jesus Christ gives us hope and help in the midst of that type of suffering. And so I wonder if you would tell us a little bit about why you're so passionate about speaking to these kinds of issues. Well, for me, it's important because this has been a probably a 30-year journey for me. I think probably I had it when I was a teenager, but Back then, no one really knew. I was misdiagnosed, not diagnosed. I suffered many years without understanding what the situation was. And then right after I married my husband, right around, yeah, I'm going to say 98, 99, uh, I went to a doctor and she said, oh, I know what you have. You have lupus and you're going to die from it. And I was just like, okay. (laughs) I didn't know what lupus was. And at the time, not many people were speaking about autoimmunes or lupus or anything. I remember there was one lady, I used to watch uh, the TV show Young and the Restless with my grandmother, my great grandmother. And uh, there was a beautiful redheaded girl on there and she had lupus. That was my only reference point. So when the lady said, you're going to die from it, I just thought, okay, this is interesting. As the years progressed, I realized that most of the medical community was kind of confused about it because it really is not defined in their terms as, as what causes it, right? And so as we go through the years, a lot of us are suffering with it. It's predominantly women and autoimmunes, as I call them, can be rude and random. So I'm passionate because as Christians, we need hope in this because, as the woman said, man says there's no cure for it. So you will struggle for most of your life if you have a true autoimmune. So that's my passion under it to give the hope that God provides, because obviously you can't do anything to stop it per se, but there's always hope in Christ. Maybe for those of us who haven't experienced that type of unpredictable, painful suffering, could you help us better understand what it's like to live a day in the life of someone who has an autoimmune disorder? Yeah, well, let me kind of start a little bit because still today, most people still don't fully understand what is an autoimmune. So there are maybe 80 to 100 different autoimmunes that exist or that they know of. And it's kind of like God designed our bodies to sort of heal itself. So the system 
should fight off viruses and colds and so on and so forth. So if you get a cold, it's like, it's acute. It comes on, it's gone 10 to 14 days, it's out of here. For us, our body thinks there's something going on. He thinks there's a war, there's a disease, there's something going on. So it begins to fight what it perceives as a threat. What it does is it attacks good organs, good joints, because there truly is no threat per se. That's the autoimmune struggle. Your immunity is low and you're challenged in ways that the average person that doesn't have this is not challenged. So the struggle is, as I said, it's random and rude. Different autoimmunes affect people differently. Some affect the joints, some affect the organs, the heart, the lungs, many different ways. So the day in the life of a person with an autoimmune, you can pretty much count on the fact that there'll probably be some type of pain, which is how it lands in the area of chronic illness, because chronic meaning this is long-term, it's not likely to end anytime soon. So you can want to get up and do something today, but your body says, no, there are days when I wake up and I feel fine at seven when I awake. But by eight, after moving around for a while, my legs may not work. My hands may not work. Uh, it's very, very random and unpredictable. Also, it depends on what medications you may choose to take. So now not only do I have the autoimmune flare up, but maybe I have some side effects from medication that has been given to me to adjust the flare up. For many with an autoimmune, it's invisible. L let me put it this way. Most people look at me and say, oh, you look fine. You look wonderful. You look lovely. What do you mean you don't feel well? Because the problems are happening internally. I've even had doctors that say, oh, you look fine until they get my blood work back. And they're like, oh, so you're not so fine. Uh, so the struggle could be that people assume that you can do more than you really can because outwardly you don't always appear to be ill. Yes, there are days when you may be limping. There may be days when things don't work and they can see it. Or like with rheumatoid arthritis, the limbs may begin to become slightly deformed so they can see some things. But for many, it's an invisible disease that most can't see. So people assume that you can run on and, and why do you need assistance? Why do you need care? You look fine. An example would be like the carts at the store. You know, they have the carts that you can get in and drive. They would look at me on the cart like, well, why are you doing that when someone else could be using that? Or maybe I have to sit down on uh, mass transit in, a, you know, an area that's for the disabled. Well, they would think you're not disabled. You look fine. That's one of the ways that it could be troublesome because outwardly you may appear fine, but inwardly you're certainly not. I wonder how this kind of suffering impacts our relationship with the Lord. He hasn't intervened. He hasn't healed me. Okay. He, he's not bringing me the answers that I'm looking for. Can you talk a little bit about that struggle? People who struggle with an autoimmune disease have flare-ups is what they call it. They have times of when you're down and times of when you're up. Times when you're down can be really bad, really bad, like hospitalization bad. And you start to think, well, God, why have you not healed me? Or or why have you allowed this thing? And why am I chosen for this? You know, I spent a lot of time examining Paul and his conversation with God about uh, removing the thorn. And despite what all the different scholars say about what was his thorn, when I look at it and, and I had to boil it down to one, God says, my grace is sufficient for you. So that's the first thing that, no, I'm not going to take this away, but I will be with you. I will strengthen you. I'm working all things together for your good. 
This is going to build your character and strengthen you because you shall have trials and tribulations of various kinds. You have to have a relationship with God where you believe that what his word says is true and it applies to every situation in your life. So what I had to do was stop and go back to the text and say, well, what does it mean when he says his grace is sufficient? It's that he's going to be with me. He's going to take me through it. This is not my home. I'm not promised to be here. So, okay, the doctor says, I'm going to die from this. Well, I was going to die from something unless I go up in the rapture. So when I put it in its proper context, then we're all going to die from something. This is just the thing that God has allowed in my life. But that is a trust walk with the Lord that you trust what he says and you trust his plan for your life. So it can be where you doubt, you have doubts. And some people have struggled with thoughts of suicide because with autoimmunes, many of them comes a lot of chronic pain, a lot of chronic pain. And not only do some struggle with thoughts of suicide, but then there's accidental overdosing. And let me get into that just a little bit. The pain is so real and so great sometimes that you really just want it to stop. I mean, it is a pain that is so far down into the bones that you can't get to it. And so you're taking the Tylenol 3s or Tylenol 4s or whatever it is, and you're not completely cognizant of when you took the last one or you're just hurting so much you take another one. You end up with the accidental overdose or you end up creating an additional problem, an addiction to opioids. It is vast where this thing can go. Bringing that to our attention, I think, is very helpful in trying to better understand the lived experience of this person who is suffering because, you know, we don't want to offer trite responses to that type of complexity. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a journey. Uh, my husband always says in terms of suicide, we we have the right assessment. Life on this side of heaven is hard. It's difficult. It, this is a fallen world. We just have a wrong solution. So when you put that in terms of autoimmune You know, the assessment is real. The pain is real. The suffering is real. The journey is long, but that can't be the solution. So we're talking about a Christian that's suffering with autoimmune. What's needed? It's the hope of Christ within you. The Holy Spirit can get you through this. People need to come alongside church members, family and friends that are believers and read scripture or encourage scripture, send a text, just encouraging them that this won't be always. It might be always on this side, but it won't be always. We will be set free from this body at some point. But for now, we walk through it knowing that the Holy Spirit is with us. I'd love for us to spend a few minutes to think about how living with an autoimmune disease can feel like a prolonged journey of grief and loss. So maybe you can help us to better understand how grief and loss even interacts with this type of problem. Well, the Bible says we grieve our disappointments. There are things that I am just no longer able to do. There are times in life when my grandkids are outside playing and I, and I can't participate. You you can fall into a despair, be tempted towards depression. You can get into the woe is me pity party if you don't take those thoughts captive. But it's grieving the disappointment that there's some things that everyone else is able to do that I'm not able to do. And accepting what God has allowed in that it may not change. Uh, For example, heat is not my friend. I have lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and then another one called lichen plantar polaris. Heat is not my friend. I live in Houston. The kids want to go to the park. 
it's 112 outside. I really can't do that. You know, so I miss a lot of family activities. That That's grievous unto me. I want to go, but there are things I, I can't do. My husband prefers to do missions overseas. Uh, we've had to limit some of that. We still do some of it, but we can't do as much because I can't take the long plane ride. Grieving that I can't do those parts of ministry with my husband in the way that he would prefer. So I do think there is a grief aspect, and that may be where counseling comes in if you can't regulate your mind on that. I love that you point us even to counseling. This conversation is flowing so naturally because I want to talk a little bit about what I think you're picking up on there is this internal wrestling as Christians, I think in particular, that when we are experiencing that type of grief through disappointment for someone who's struggling, maybe they feel as though to express that grief is unfaithful. What would you say about that? Yeah, well, God already knows. So <laughs> he knows our heart, right? He's here with us in the struggle, in the pain. He's not far off. We can cry out to him. That's perfectly acceptable. I think what happens is when we get to the place where we're not just expressing the concern, uh, we have taken it on as a worship. I want what I want when I want it. And God, you should give it to me. And if you don't, you're not a good God. You know, we we've turned this into... God is really the problem, not the solution. So I don't think the problem is grieving or or expressing your disappointment. The scriptures tell us we can grieve our disappointment. I think it's when you start to then turn in on that towards God to make him the bad guy and not trust that he is sovereign and that he does have your best interest in heart and that he's a loving God. And if there was a better way for him to prune and shape you and mold you, make you, he would definitely have done that. So this is his plan for your life. So I think you can do that now. Do I also recognize that when the flesh is struggling uh, physically with illness, you are tempted in your mind to walk in the flesh and not walk by the spirit? Yes, I believe that's real. I've had those moments of just bottoming out where I'm just like, I just really need this to stop. I just need this to come to an end. And I'm unconsolable. And it's like you you need someone to come along and help you because that's not appropriate grief. That slides into pity party land. Do you know what I mean? Well, thank you just for helping us think through that a bit more. All of us have to navigate all different types of suffering and to know that God invites us, like you said, to pour out our hearts to him in an authentic way, but not to get stuck in the complaint, but to have that move us almost through a lament where we're engaging him, we're voicing our complaint, we're asking for his help according to what he promises in his word. And then we are committing to entrust ourselves to a faithful creator while doing good, which is what he says for suffering Christians to do. I, I just think it's like the picture of Job. You know, Job's sitting there and he's taking it all in. And then this happens and that happens and nothing happens. For a while, it appears he's he's good, right? You know, until his friends start to talking and then he starts to thinking and he starts to wondering, well, maybe, well, God, maybe I got some problems that I need you to address. I, I got some problems with this. You know, and then you go through this whole journey. I feel like sometimes that's the cycle that I can be on. Like, I'm good. I'm real good. I'm straight. I'm spiritually good. And then I spend too long not taking my thoughts captive. And then I end up in that cycle like Job. 
Yeah. Well, I guess we've talked a lot about the experience of someone who's suffering from an autoimmune disease and some of the internal wrestling as a result of that experience. But I wonder if we could focus more specifically on how the gospel of Jesus Christ offers us distinct comfort and counsel uh, if we are navigating an autoimmune disorder. So can you help us to think a little bit more about that? I firmly believe without uh, the love of Christ in my life that this journey would be absolutely different. I believe that just mentally processing that you will live the rest of your life with this. And it's not just the fact that you will die from the autoimmune disease. You will die from what it does to your body. It eats up the lining of your heart or it attacks your arteries, your liver, your kidney, your stomach, your bowels. That reality, apart from the peace of God and the peace with God, I believe is enough to destroy any human. So a person that does not understand what Christ did on the cross, person that has not put their faith and confidence in Christ, who has nowhere to turn but to the medical community or to their own thoughts, could end up suicidal, addicted to drugs, finding various ways of escape that really is not going to solve the problem. So in answer to your question, I think what I'm saying is that for us as Christians, we have all this hope in Christ that comes to bear in the middle of of sorrowful times. We must hold on to that hope. And I think that's what helps us, the hope of Christ, the knowledge that he is with us and he is taking us through and he is working all things together for our good. Without Christ, I ran into a lot of people who struggle with many different diseases and they do appear hopeless. But yet I've seen a lot of Christian women. I met a lady the other day, she's 34, beautiful young woman, and she lost all her hair from the medication. She has lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. All her hair was gone. You know what she said? She said, God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient. So I'm not sure, I probably drifted from your question, but I just I just know the love of God is with us. The Holy Spirit is comforting us. He is our comforter. We can go through this life with an autoimmune disease, thanking him and trusting him and holding on to him because he's with us. Because God sent his son to die for us. We believed what he did. We believed the finished work on the cross. And now we are sealed with him and he walks with us. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. No, you definitely hit on the question that I was asking. And as you were talking, the spirit brought to mind Proverbs 18, 14, where it talks about the fact that the human spirit can endure a sick body, but a crushed spirit who can bear. And I think that's so applicable to this conversation because exactly like what you're talking is that look, a redeemed spirit who's unified with Christ. Like we, right? We have our union with Christ through the Holy Spirit. We have salvation. We have that hope and the grace of God and the promise of his presence and all of those things that he gives to us in Christ. And so that that type of a spirit can endure a sick body. And it doesn't mean there's not grief. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean it's not miserable most of the time, especially in this context, right? But we can endure That's right. Right. According to the grace that is sufficient, we have in Christ that promise that even though our outward self is decaying and fading away, that we're being renewed day by day. And that at one day in the near future, that body that you're in right now, you're going to shed it, shed it and toss it aside and get that glory body, you know? (laughs) And I can't wait. I can't wait for this new body. I really Mm -hmm. cannot. 
But that is so true and so hopeful, which is why you asked earlier about pressing on. That's why I continue to press on. And I encourage people to say, listen, you have to keep telling of the goodness of God. Even in your autoimmune struggle, you must tell of the goodness of God because there are so many things happening to so many different people. That's different than autoimmune, but something's happening because we live in a fallen world. They can at least look at us as a testimony to the goodness of God. And even if you've got what you've got going on, if you can love the Lord and he can love you like that and you can get through it, I can too. So important to comfort others with the comfort that we ourselves have received, uh, that's because right. that's the design for the body of Christ, right? That's Is right. to that's that we right. encourage one another so that we don't become hard and bitter in the midst of our struggles, but that we are changed from one degree of glory to the next. So right. thank, thank you so much. I'm all uh, jazzed up on gospel hope and help right now because it is so powerful uh, to think on that together. But I also want to take a few minutes because I love biblical narratives, and I have found so much help in just learning how to navigate life through what we observe in biblical narratives and how God gives comfort and counsel to people through those he engages in those stories. But I wonder if maybe there's a narrative in the scriptures that is personally really meaningful to you and particularly relevant to the experience of living with an autoimmune disorder. Well, um, I think I mentioned the two that I always run to. I run to Paul and his thorn in the flesh. What I took away from that was just that it had a purpose. And part of the purpose was so that he would not be arrogant and prideful and lifted up. And I think about myself, just as humans, we could be tempted to be prideful. If I could really run on as hard and as fast as I would want to run on, man, I would probably, my head wouldn't fit through a door. <laughs> so if this is the humbling piece for me, then I thank God for it every bit that it, it keeps me low, it keeps me humble, it keeps me where God would have me to be. The other one is Job. When you think about the fact that his body was stricken completely, and we don't necessarily completely know what that looked like for him, but we get the idea from the text that it was pretty bad. It was pretty, pretty bad. But God, even in that, God brought it back around and God restored. And in the end, he praised God. Even, even though his wife says, uh, why don't you just curse God and die? You know, I've had unbelievers say to me, well, why don't you just give up? Why do you keep trying to run around speaking and telling people about Christ? Why do you keep doing that? Because my God is just that good and he's worthy to be praised and he's worthy to be lifted up. Even if my hand only half works, he's worthy of me giving him half of a hand praise. So I run to those two as a comfort. Yeah, I was just listening to the song, Is He Worthy, earlier this morning. And and so this goes in really well what you were just saying, because that is the question, right? When we're considering, you know, how do I live in light of the suffering that I'm in? And yeah. question, you know, is he worthy of, of your trust? Is he worthy of your allegiance, uh, of your devotion? And of course, we know the answer is yes, but sometimes it's hard, which is why we need other people to speak yes. those life-giving words to us. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that you talk about Paul again. And as you were just talking, I'm thinking even of when he talks about his affliction in Asia and he, you know, you said about the purpose that, that God has got a plan and he can redeem what it is that we're going through for his glory and our good. And I love that Paul even says that what uh, he got to a point where he despaired of life itself. And I can only imagine that someone 
living with an autoimmune disorder or disease, you feel that you can feel that way a lot, especially when it gets intense, like to the bone, as you said, that kind of pain. But he says in 2 Corinthians 1, 9, indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us not rely on ourselves, but on the God who raises the dead. Yeah, you know, you can be pressed real hard in this life, not just autoimmune, just period. When you were reading it, I was thinking about right in the middle of our pandemic journey, uh, my husband got chicken pox and I was helping to care for him. And I did not know. Well, he got shingles. He got shingles. And I didn't know that I had not had chicken pox. So I was caring for him and putting the treatment on his head or whatever. And that's the thing with autoimmunes. So our immune system is so low you get a cold, I get pneumonia. So I got chicken pox from him. He dropped me off at the hospital. No one can come in because it's in the middle of the pandemic. Friday night, I have chicken pox. Saturday morning, I wake up, I have pneumonia. By Sunday, I had meningitis. I had chicken pox, pneumonia, and meningitis. I was in the hospital. No one could come. It was COVID. No one could come in. And the pain from meningitis is just like a bull kicking you in your head over and over. You're talking about longing to go, longing to want out, despairing. I was there. I was completely there. That's the moment where I feel I could have been suicidal easily. What you read about Paul took me back to that. But in the end, you go, but my God is there and he's with you. He will bring you through as he brought me through 14 days of hospital stay, but trusting and knowing that he will get you through it. Gosh, that sounds awful. I'm sorry that you went through that. I cannot imagine just like a gamut of suffering. It sounds like there. So I'm I'm thankful to the Lord that he sustains you in that particular season. Well, we've got time for a couple more questions. And so I'd love to, you know, as the Institute for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship, try to bring this conversation to the local church here uh, just for a few minutes. And maybe you can help us think through some practical ways that a church community can support those and care for those who are living with an autoimmune disorder? Yeah, I think um, we remember or we should remember or be reminded that um, loving one another is costly. It comes with a price. It's called sacrifice, just the way that Christ sacrificed for us on the cross. If we're talking about the Christian community and those who have autoimmune and just other struggles, you know, it could be a mom with 10 kids, just struggles in life, but especially with autoimmune, because it is that long-term care season That's random and you may not get much notice. One of the ways I think is just being available. I know that we pack our schedules pretty tight, pretty deep. I know I do mine, but we need to be available to one another. I think that's one of the things that's lacking. We are, quote unquote, so busy that we're not loving one another within our local communities. And people are suffering in our communities in many different ways. But when you look at autoimmune, I don't know, maybe you designate a a team of women, 15 women that will agree to be available in a random way. Think about the spouse, because typically, statistically, more women have autoimmunes than men. Some men do have it, but, but it's more women. So you think about the husbands that are trying to juggle the provision of the home and caring for the wife and the doctor's appointments and the kids and I think this is a good place where we as women in the church can come together and provide the care, but that's going to take sacrifice and a willingness to be available and adjust our schedules. 
we're at the end of our time. And gosh, I feel like I've been so encouraged by this conversation, even though it's a terribly difficult topic, because like we've said, we described how painful, you know, I guess it's really indescribable, the amount of pain that someone might be feeling with the particular disorder that they're living with. But I want to invite you to do something now that I ask every guest of the Hope and Help podcast to do, which is to speak directly to the audience. There may be someone listening today who is feeling weary and discouraged by the suffering that they are going through because of the autoimmune disease that they have. What would you say to this person to encourage them with the hope and help of Jesus Christ? Well, the first thing that I would do is offer you Jesus. You know, the scripture speaks of examine yourself to see if you are in the faith. Lest indeed you fail the test, as many have. The first thing is to be assured of your salvation. If you have not put your faith and confidence in Jesus Christ, uh, there's no better time than right now. I would say that if you can't really remember a time when you said, you know, I accept that God sent his son to die on the cross for me and that he lived a perfect life and that he he died a true, literal, horrible death and he rose and he's seated at the right hand with the father and he's coming back again. If you've never really embraced that, you it, your mind is foggy. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I invite that to you today. I offer you that to say, hey, just stop and ask the Lord to come into your life. A- acknowledge that you are an, a sinner in need of a savior and ask him to change your life. That would be the first thing that I would do. And then after that, I would say, as a believer, God never promised us that there wouldn't be trials and tribulations. As a matter of fact, he said, you shall have trials and tribulations. So don't be too discouraged, my sister. They're going to come. They're going to be myriad different. They're going to be varied and all of that. But God is with you. And not just the God you can't see. He allowed us, your sisters in Christ, to be there for you. So I would say reach out to someone today. Let them know how they can help you. You've got to get beyond yourself, get beyond maybe your pride, and you've got to ask for help. It could be that your doctor has prescribed medication that you can't afford. Uh, You may not have insurance. Go to your local church. Get beyond yourself and ask for help. It doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't make you less of a strong woman. It just shows that you're humbling yourself and that you're willing to accept what God has allowed and get the help that you might need. The other thing I would say, and I would add to encourage is that you, if you haven't gotten under a doctor's care, I encourage you to do so. Sometimes we don't want to go to the doctor because we don't want to hear another bad thing. But the longer you put it off, the worse you could be doing to your body. You could be doing irreparable damage to your joints or to the bones. So I would encourage you to get back on your medical care. And if you put down and you stop taking your medicine because you didn't like how it made you feel, go back, ask them for something different, but don't give up. Let's get back up. Let's get back in the fight so that we can continue to be useful for Christ. Well, amen. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for the, those words of encouragement. If there's someone listening today who wants to get more connected with you and your ministry. I know you have a lot of things going on online. Can you share for a minute where they can find you? Well, one, we're in Houston and our church is Community of Faith Bible Church in Houston, cofbc.org. That's where you can find us, especially for biblical counseling. If you are in need of counseling, it all goes through our church. But for me, all my socials are just my name. It's Dr. Vanessa Ellen, D-R, no period. So it's just D-R-V-E-N-E-S-S-A Ellen. 
It's on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And I actually do a little vlog. Uh, I call it the Muni vlog for all of us Munis, all of us folks with autoimmunes. It's just kind of walking through my life and encouraging us different things that we can just, just, just little bites we can hold on to. So you can find that on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at Dr. Vanessa Ellen. Yeah, that's great. And Vanessa does a great job of hosting some live streams that are very encouraging. And so definitely connect with her. Thank you again, Vanessa, for joining us for the show today. I loved this conversation. I'm just thankful for your ministry and grateful for the time that you spent with us today. Well, thank you for having me. Before we let you go, I'd like to remind you to visit ibcd.org forward slash hope and help. There you can check out the show notes from today's episode. If you enjoyed this conversation, why not subscribe to the podcast? That way, you'll be notified when new episodes release. Also, please don't keep the Hope and Help podcast a secret. If you know someone who could be encouraged by listening to this episode, please do them a favor by sharing it. Thanks so much for joining us for today's show. Be sure to join us next time on the Hope and Help podcast.